Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey! And today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 12, The Getaway, the finale episode of Season 4. In this episode, Rita decides now is a good time for a honeymoon, since they only have an infant with them. Dexter fights the law. The law wins. Deb learns that the ice truck killer and Dexter were brothers. Trinity is stopped, hammer time, and the show stabs itself in the Rita. What did you guys think of this episode overall? Too soon. Too soon, Dale. That was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. Yeah. Zach, you okay? You okay there? I'll, I'll, uh, we'll take I, her I need a second. I need a second. Uh, yeah, I think this was probably my favorite finale episode of all the seasons so far. Um, and it was heartbreaking. And uh, I don't know how I can go on after this. So imagine having to wait uh, a year to see what happens next, because that's what we uh, went through. Right, that's true. That's true, it's true. I can just yeah, do it. You don't know tomorrow. suffering. <laughs> no, that's right. I'll, I'll get over it quickly. You I'm don't sure. know pain. Didn't the premiere of season five also get pushed back because Michael C. Hall's cancer? That's probably true. Yeah. So we had to wait even longer than normal. Wow. Well, we shouldn't do that on this episode, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to wait a year in real time to start this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was it, it was really tense, and you're it, you come in just like, dear God, what is going to happen after what we saw at the end of last week's episode? And uh, it hits the ground running and, and doesn't really let off until the very end where it just punches you right in the feels. Yeah. Episode greatest. Probably one of the best of the series. Um, not just finales, but one of the best episodes, I think. And yeah, just that gut punch of an ending just was so effective. Um, I mean, I, I knew it happened because I watched it the first time around, but it still was just a, a total emotional weight just punching you right in the face great great scene yeah everything that see that episode 11 set up this episode paid off i thought they worked really well together uh it starts with dexter and trinity still standing at miami metro dexter has realized that trinity could now figure out who his family is trinity says he doesn't care about dexter at all as long as he doesn't get in his way dexter grabs some m99 and heads out after him Quinn gets in his way and argues with him, letting Trinity get away. Dexter ends up throwing Quinn to the ground and driving off. Dexter gets a call from Rita calling. She says that she wants to honeymoon with Dexter this weekend. Dexter gets distracted from driving and tears off someone's mirror. Dexter finds Trinity in a bank parking lot and lies in wait for him. Angel and LaGuerta convince Deb to leave. She's too shook up from Christine's suicide. They immediately transition to whether or not they should live together since they're married, and they agree to live in LaGuerta's house. So glad we got to see that scene. Um, Debbie calls... Deb calls Harry's CI, who she put off a few episodes back. She has to go on a road trip to find the main CI, likely Dexter's mom. Dexter knocks out Trinity and puts him into his van. Trinity had closed all his accounts and has a large amount of cash on him. As Dexter is about to leave the van, he notices the guy with the broken mirror. The guy starts yelling at him, and Dexter goes to deal with it. He tries to get the cops to give him a break, but they're all sheriffs, and they literally yell at him that he might be able to pull that shit with Miami Metro, but not with them. 
So the sheriff's department knows all about Miami Metro and how much they suck, apparently. Of course they do. It's all the extra work they have to do. Right. Uh, the wrong driver starts recording Dexter with his cell phone, and Dexter pulls it out of his hand and breaks it. The police tackle Dexter and arrest him for fleeing the scene. Yeah, pure negligence on Dexter's part, just all around. Like, he's just so caught up in everything that he doesn't see the little mistakes that he normally doesn't make. Broad daylight? Like, he's cha- he's chasing this dude around with this M99 in his pocket in broad daylight. <laughs> and you're just like, Dexter, stop. And for- and then it's stupid enough to start a fight. <laughs> At that point, you just let it go. Sorry, man, here's my number. Uh-huh. We'll fix this. Yeah, and I te- technically, I guess, because, you know, he assaults Quinn, which is assaulting another officer. It's like, ah, there's just so much that could get Dexter in trouble here, which makes it more fun for us as the audience being like, stop it. We love you. Stop. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know that he would be so stupid while he's got Trinity in the back of the van, M99. Like, I'm just going to get into a shoving match right now. When I watched this live and I got to the end of the episode and I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, if Dexter hadn't answered that call... Rita would probably still be alive. It's it's that phone yeah. call that pretty much directly leads to her death. So you're saying it's her fault? Well, <laughs> I'm saying he picked a bad fault. time to answer the phone. And by the way, what is up with the phones in this episode? What's going on? They all have... St- They're like kid phones. They all have these giant <laughs> texts on them that say things like, Rita calling, or... Text from Quinn. Where are you? And like, and it like takes the whole screen to to put that up there. Special phones made for senior citizens. I think. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> also, the video quality of uh, him recording that guy recording with like the flip phone. Remember the video quality on those <laughs> yeah. things? It it would have been all pixelated. You wouldn't have been able to see the guy's face. Like, yeah, yeah. Those ter- terrible phones. So the CI takes Deb to Laura Moser's house. Deb immediately recognizes it. It's where Rudy slash Brian took her when he planned to kill her with Dexter in season one. The CI confirms the last name, saying that the CI's name was Laura Moser, and she had two little boys. Deb doesn't see the significance of that yet. Deb says, Dad, who the hell were you? Dexter's being held in a cell. He has a conversation with Harry. Harry is mad that Dexter got himself caught, and more importantly, that he has to know that he's gone for his family. Harry says that his family is clouding his judgment. Um, and this is basically where Harry like finally does an about face and starts saying, you're screwing this up by making sure that you're the one that kills Trinity instead of letting Miami Metro catch him. Uh, yeah, because Harry, Harry is clearly always right. <laughs> Whoa. Well, when Scott Buck's not writing him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miami Metro are figuring out that Dennis Beaudry cannot be tw- Trinity. Angel has checked in on the postcards and has started figuring out that Lundy knew where the other Trinity kills were. He also mentions a missing boy, which prompts LaGuerta to remember Scott Smith from two episodes ago. Uh, Angel has figured out that the pattern starts with the missing kids five days before the rest. Deb looks up a newspaper clipping about Laura Moser and sees that her sons were named Brian and Dexter, which Laura Moser's death was the like front page top story in Miami that day. 
Which is weird because people die in Miami. Yeah. Sometimes they get murdered. <laughs> you wouldn't think it'd be that big of a, a deal. You know, but there's never like a murder on the front page. <laughs> I know. That's the point. Uh, so uh, Dexter is finally allowed to leave the jail, but the sheriff called Rita to come in and pick him up. He apologizes to Rita for fighting the sheriff. She asks him to explain. Dexter says that sometimes a darkness takes over him. Rita says that makes him sound crazy. Dexter says maybe he is crazy, but Rita doesn't buy it. She drops <laughs> Dexter off by his car. When he gets to Trinity's van, he finds it empty. Uh, Trinity then busts into his house and shakes down his family for their valuables. Jonah tells his mom they should use Arthur's apparent trouble and make their escape, leave town, and never come back. Deb goes to ask Captain Matthews about the Laura Moser killing. She ignores texts from Quinn, where are you, on her phone. Uh, Captain Matthews confirms that Harry adopted Dexter Moser. He said the other boy was already too damaged for adoption, and Deb says no shit. He grew up to be the ice truck killer. She's angry that Matthews didn't tell her. Matthews said that Harry never wanted either of them to know. Uh, he asked her to keep it to herself and not tell Dexter. Um, the... Uh the um what was it uh oh the trinity um him getting back to his house I, to me it's just it's kind of almost comical to think about him waking up in the back of his band going where the fuck are my keys <laughs> and, the, and all my money and he's like you know what i'm gonna walk home and then i'm gonna bust in and i'm gonna shake down my family i know where you keep your money behind the headboard you little slut and he's just like, like all this stuff and it's just like crazy yeah it's it, the, the that whole imagery to me it's like it's so crazy to think about but his intensity is so good as an actor it, it's there needs uh, to be like a four nuts. hour long movie made out of how trinity got back to his house just like john looked out dealing with like all this insane shit like the end of Ferris Bueller when he's like jumping through yards and stuff like that. Like that's how. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, like Michael Douglas and falling down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets to the end of the pier and it's a squirt gun. Today is not the right day. <laughs> um, Trinity finds Dexter's address online and laughs. Uh, Dexter is watching out the windows. He asks Rita to go to the keys. They can honeymoon there. Rhea says that when Paul was picked up by the police, it was always a relief. She's worried that she's losing Dexter. She accepts that he has his demons, but knows that he won't be a slave to them. Dexter says he wishes that were true. Rhea says that she knows he can conquer whatever darkness is inside him. Like it, <clears throat> To go back to the beginning of the... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say at this point, she's, she's saying things like, it's only two weeks till retirement. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Might as well just say next. That's why I wrote all, I wrote a lot of notes for this episode because everything that comes out of her mouth is like Shadowing. I think I'm getting a cold. It's yeah. like, <laughs> well, no, she said early on in the episode something about it's I want my honeymoon and I want to do this. And we'll have to take Harrison and then the scene Dexter's like, go ahead and go to the keys and have a spa day. She's got Harrison. What kind of spa day is she going to have? What kind of honeymoon is she going to have? That was my point but, with it. It's like... Well, I get, like, you don't have a babysitter, maybe, but you settle for something, but you can't have a spa day with the baby. Yeah. I mean, that's their own fault for having the baby and the wedding at the same time. You're kind of stuck with the kid in that case. Well, they could I mean, they had the 
wedding before she was supposedly showing, so they could have gone somewhere. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> they could have, but I guess I can get Dexter doing, like, a mini honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well, what makes the least amount of sense, because that's what they end up doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. They uh, they help Elliot install a second oven. <laughs> that's what good neighbors do. Third. Yeah. Right, and all those lights that Dexter ends up <laughs> blowing out. That Rita doesn't know how to feel about. I kind of <laughs> like it, but it's weird. But I liked it. Um, so Miami Metro confirmed that Trinity's DNA was planted on Beaudry's property. Quinn called in someone who knew what it's like to be kidnapped to talk to Scott Smith about Trinity. That person is Deb. Scott is interviewed by Deb. He starts to describe the Build Charity logo. In the very next scene, they find another body buried in cement. They have enough information to narrow down which member of the charity Trinity is. And bullshit. Because <laughs> even if they figured out what that logo is, uh, the time frame that all this is happening in is completely ridiculous. There's no way they excavated all that concrete and got cadaver dogs to find the, the body that fast. Yeah, they had a ton of holes dug up, and it was just like so so much had been done. Like in one afternoon, they just find the body. Yeah, they're not efficient enough to do that for sure. Uh, Also, I don't even remember, like, I I barely remember the kill site, or not the kill site, sorry, the burial site from when he put the kid in there from the first time. But even that happened so fast, I was like, oh, right, there was a house in Miami that they were working on, but I had almost forgotten about it. Yeah, it's not the same as the Scott Smith one. The Scott Smith one. Oh yeah, so it's a different one, right? Yeah. This this That was confusing. Yeah. They they basically go to I mean, this is how ridiculous it is. They find the logo by Deb interviewing Scott Smith. They find out the the logo belongs to this building group. And then we're to believe that they must have sent cadaver dogs to all of those build sites narrowed down that there was a cadaver at this one site and then dug up like eight blocks of concrete and found it and somehow and it's also like i i believe that they infer that this is the one that he killed 30 years ago because of how old and uh decomposed the body is so i don't understand why there's cement blocks there instead of like a structure yeah. Like, did they just give up on that one, or they're still working on it, or what? Like, it's a 30-year yeah, build? It looked like it was still under construction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just insane. Like, maybe if dokes were there to, like, punch the house down, it'd make sense, but otherwise <laughs> it's ridiculous. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't see that one coming. Um... The address that Trinity found has led him to Dexter's old apartment. But when he finds a bunch of mail in a bra that the mail is addressed to Deborah, he realizes he's in the wrong place. He starts screaming, Deborah Morgan! Deborah Morgan! Uh, Dexter sends Rita and Harrison off in a taxi toward their honeymoon. Why are they taking Harrison? Um, Dexter shows up at Trinity's house. The family tells him that Arthur stole all their valuables and they left last night. Dexter hears a helicopter. He looks outside and sees a SWAT team about to enter Trinity's house. He escapes by being caught by hiding in the coffin in the garage. 
and pretending a while later to have arrived on his own. He points out the coffin. Deb gives him a suspicious look and says, how'd you get here so fast? Deb tells him that they think Mitchell's long gone. And Quinn tells Dexter that if he tries that karate move on him again, that Quinn won't be the one on his ass. Whatever, Quinn. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the I love that Dex or that Deb actually calls out the thing where she's like, "How'd you get here so fast?" Because literally, that was the thing that they talked about with Christine and how she was in, ended up being the suspect was because she was there so fast. And then it's like, "Wait, my brother's here so fast. This just happened to me." I yeah. mean, like it's it's so close together. You should have just said like, "Oh, I was working out nearby and I got the call." <laughs> it might as well, yeah. I love because she's like, "Where's your flak jacket?" Dumb. It's like, come on. And they wouldn't have even needed him there anyway. He probably yeah. wasn't even going to be called to that scene. There was no reason for Dexter to even be there. No, he's no blood. he's literally a liability. He's just another right. person to he's get shot at way. by Arthur. Yeah, and they're not going to have him there as the SWATs going in. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But whatever. And the fact Deb. that he's like. That he's like finding clues. Like you're not a detective. Like, you, <laughs> this isn't even you to your job. <laughs> clues. Mm, true. Uh, Dexter watches Arthur's family being let out by the police. Then he superimposes Rita and the kids in their place. The uniformed officer leading them turns around. It's Harry. He tells Dexter that long after he's executed, his family will still have to live with his name branded on them. Deb goes ahead and tells Dexter about Laura Moser. Dexter plays dumb. He says that Dexter was... She says that Dexter was Laura Moser's son and that Brian was his brother. Dexter thinks she knows that he's also a killer, but she doesn't. He asks if Brian knew about him. He says that it's his fault that Brian got close to her. If only he weren't in her life. And Deb says, fuck you. If you weren't in my life, I wouldn't be who I am. Really good scene with Jennifer Carpenter too. This is one of her stronger scenes. I know we talked a little bit end of last episode about how much she's grown as an actor, but really this scene, she she is really really good in this, this scene. Yeah, I second that. I was like, man, this is a really emotional and very well done scene for both of them. Played it really well. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I don't know if that's a agreement <laughs> oh no I, I agree i just uh so much about future seasons i can't talk about so. yeah well right deb says that dexter is the one good constant in her life dexter realizes that rita feels the same way maybe harry's wrong again dexter realizes that trinity went to get the mustang out of the shop we see trinity pick up the car the paint isn't ready to go yet but he leaves anyway the fbi shows up and takes over the trinity case from miami metro Trinity's car starts smoking. He pops the hood. His oil cap is mixing. Dexter appears out of nowhere and hits the car's hood over his head. He gets Trinity into a sleeper hold. Trinity wakes up in a fallout shelter with the train set up around him. All his victims' pictures are around him. He tells Dexter that God led Dexter to him. Dexter says, hardly. Dexter tells him how he ruined his whole family. He reveals that Christine killed herself. Trinity asks Dexter if he thinks he's better than Trinity. Dexter says no, but that he wants to be. Trinity tells him he can't control the demon in him any more than Trinity could. I just want to ask or point out real quick that, uh, um, or at least what I thought of when I saw all the pictures in the kill room, was that Dexter just went and made copies 
of all the ones from Miami Metro. <laughs> it's like, where did he have time to do all that? Pinkos, man. Uh, they were in. Uh, they they were in uh, Trinity's van. He just took him down off the wall while he was in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> while he was just casing Miami Metro, he's like, oh, "I'll take these. These are good." Yeah. Uh, Dexter asks, "What's the alternative?" To waiting to be caught, he includes leave, disappear, fake my own death, and start over again. And Trinity says, you'll still be you. Trinity says that Dexter catching him was God's plan. Dexter disagrees. Trinity asks him to turn the train on, and Dexter obliges. He also turns on the Venus record. Dexter uses the framing hammer, claw side, and kills Trinity. He throws the pieces over the edge to the lilting tones of Astra's birthday party. <laughs> And Dexter daydreams about being with his family and maybe one day being rid of the dark passenger. It all begins with the getaway. Time away from the old me. I totally picked up that Astor's birthday party. I oh, was yeah. like, oh, there it is. <laughs> La, da, da, da. Perfectly appropriate place for it. Uh, Dexter gets home. He trips over a toy in the middle of the room. He says it's okay. Life doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be lived. His phone beeps with a message. Rita left a message that she had to come home to get her forgotten ID. She says it means that she'll end up on a later flight, but she'll still get there ahead of him. She also tells him, I know you're not into this stuff, but the moon tonight is going to be amazing. Which is a callback to an earlier line I didn't write down that he said, I wonder if Rita's looking at this same moon. There's like a massive full moon out that night. His phone shows calling Rita, but her phone is there in her purse. Harrison begins to cry, and Dexter runs toward the sound. He finds the baby in the bathroom in a pool of blood. The camera pans into the baby in the blood, and Dexter briefly superimposes the image of his own younger self in the blood of the shipping container. Um, there's a couple of weird, um, just quickly, there's a couple of weird shots in this sequence where the baby is crying in some of them, the baby's not crying in some of them. Some of them, the blood is different than others. Um... I really picked up on it in the Blu-ray. It was like, these scenes were not shot in the same place at the same time with the same people. They just kind of meshed them all together. Um, but as an audience, you don't care because of what's going on. Um, and Rita is lifeless in the bathtub, which is full of blood. Dexter checks her pulse and then closes her eyes. He picks up Harrison and says, born in blood, both of us. Harry was right. I thought I could keep us safe. It doesn't matter what I choose. I'm what's wrong. This is fate. I really enjoy, even with how sad this scene was, uh, the callback of the final line. That's the exact same line outside of the born and blood part that Deb says when she's standing over where her and Lundy were shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's also the wrong lesson. Because the lesson is that Dexter is not what got Dexter Dexter being a killer is not what got Rita killed. It's his arrogance and his decision to not let Miami Metro do their job. Um and so I, I get why they they left the cliffhanger like this and why they why they do all of this, but if this weren't the end of the episode, you can bet that Harry should have popped up and said, "No, this is not. That's not what happened here." 
like you you did make this happen, but it because you didn't follow the code. If you'd followed the code, Trinity would have been caught and Rita would be safe. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought for a hot second when I saw the way that she was in the bathtub that somehow Trinity had actually gotten to her um, before he got to Trinity. But then I realized that it, that's not what it was. But it was like, because it, it was just recalled to the, the bathroom stuff with him, with the woman in the bathtub. Um, but I mean, clearly she was the suicide, um, which is now our second suicide of this season. Uh, so this season has got a real heavy heart, uh, with all that stuff, but, um, yeah, I, it was just, suicide? yeah, Trinity killed her. Oh, he did. Yeah. That's why. He, oh, see, that's what, that's, that's why he, that's what I thought. That's why he says it's, uh, it's already over right before Dexter kills him. Okay, now it's sort of because no, because then I at first I thought Trinity killed her, and then I was like, oh no, she committed suicide. I thought, see, that's what didn't make sense to me was that it's not that presented ha- in a way that makes sense because yeah, which maybe that's why I'm having these conflicts. It's not presented in a way that makes sense. It doesn't uh, the the time for Trinity to have gone and got her is like it overlaps with like three other things he's supposed to be doing and three other things that Dexter's doing and somehow yeah. Dexter also like uh what do you call it sabotages his his car when does that happen like Dexter yeah. knows that his car's going to break down and right about where it is but you don't see another car on the road following him or right. anything like that so yeah, or they imply that he removed the he removed the oil yeah. thing before. Yeah. Bef- yeah, no, I know it's all sort of ambiguous, which is why I was like, Trinity killed her, right? No, she killed herself, right? But then why did she leave that message? So here's this is my right. understanding of why they did it like this and why it's why it's so confusing and ridiculous is because they did not want anyone to have any clue at all that Rita was going to be dead at the end of the episode. And so they yeah. set the episode up in such a way that there's there's no question about what he was doing dur- during the rest of the episode so that they can play Astor's birthday party, which makes it sound like everything is all right. He can go back to the house and then there's, you know, nobody's upset. There's no problems. And then there's no crying baby. The baby doesn't start crying until after he makes the phone ring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's very much uh, skewed toward making that as shocking of an ending as possible. Yeah, and they did it really effectively. As you know, somebody who watched it through the first time, usually, especially now, maybe not so much then, but there's something teased that makes you think there's going to be a big twist. You know, there's a big twist coming on most shows, and you're thinking, "Is the twist going to be this? What's the twist going to be?" There was not a clue. There was no inkling, even remotely. Watching it live, I mean, they—it was really an effective shock. I agree. Uh, on first, I viewing. think it's yeah. weird um, from a writing perspective. I, I think so. Like, she's right. Rita's killed right on time for Trinity's ritual, but she doesn't match his pattern because she's a mm-hmm. mother. So that that's out of character. Like it from a from a Trinity perspective, it would have made more sense if he if she'd been the third kill and she'd been the mother forced to jump. 
but but also what kind of threw me was when he goes to the apartment he finds Deb's stuff Deb would have fit with his pattern more oh, so she's point. not a mother and I to me I thought that was really yeah. strange he's like oh Deb Morgan no this isn't what I wanted well actually that's a pretty good opportunity to do what you're wanting to do that I think would have been more true to character than going after Rita yeah I agree and for whatever reason um I don't know whose idea it was. Um, there's a massive changing of the guard after season four, so it's hard to tell who thought this was a good idea and stuck on with it. Um, but I know that Julie Benz was not ready for the character to be out of the show. Um, and certainly as you watch the upcoming seasons, the show really doesn't... Like, they did this to have a shocking moment, and they don't really have much to do for it after this. Um, it really deflates yeah. the series because you don't have like there was they were kind of making some promises in this to throw you off the scent about you know maybe there will come a time when Rita can know some things about Dexter, and now there's nobody like that in his life that he can he can talk about that stuff with, except possibly you know Deb. <laughs> But also, but, yeah. also, this completely takes away the audience's hope for a happy ending for Dexter. Yeah, like it's it's just gone. Like here was his lifeline, and now it's gone. And, Unpopular yeah, I, opinion. Oh, go ahead, Zach, and then I'm gonna. Oh yeah, um, I just thought you know because I was ups- I was sort of upset when they wrote in the whole like marriage baby thing. But it was like, okay, well, now this is just another problem for him to navigate. Because I, I always wanted the show just to continue with him in the life that he had sort of in the first season where it was kind of like not as much responsibility. But then I was like, okay, they wrote it that way. Great. Now he's got to deal with it for the rest of the series. And then for them to just drop that hammer on you and you'd be like, well, then why did you guys do that in the first place? If you're just going to do this later, like I, Dale was saying, it was too much of a shock to me to make sense. And I just think that it's like, it, it was sad because of... All the, all the wrong reasons, you know? And see, and there's where my unpopular opinion comes in when I first watched, and, of course, the shock of the moment, the emotional heft of that moment. But I liked that twist initially. I liked the promise <laughs> sure. of that because I thought, okay, this is, we're going to see. Dexter is is going to sink down further, and he's going to have this this feel like I really can't have happiness, I really can't have attachment, and where are we going to go from there? It's going to give Dexter a little bit of a different depth, yeah. like, you know, but it was then, the first, of course, from there, the show the first time they really took a risk. Like, it's the yeah. first... and I like that. It's the first uh, uh, season finale that doesn't end with a bow. Like, you, you could have ended the show after any of the previous seasons, and it would have been perfectly tied up, but you can't end it at the end of season four, and that becomes a problem because every season after season four sucks. So it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Mm. I really thought that it was going to take the show in a, a better direction, at least more interesting for the viewers. Uh, I liked the character of Rita. There were times I thought she was just first viewing. I thought, okay, she was a little harpy. She was getting to be a little much. On rewatch, I didn't feel that way as much. But I on first viewing I was like okay this is a good turn to the story I'm curious to see how this plays out what this does with the character and really it doesn't do really anything of any yeah. and I <laughs> use mean, so uh, so 
minor spoilers for some things ahead. This is this is one thing I do want to talk about with this episode. Um, and <coughs> la 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 Zach, la. Zach, even though I know you haven't seen any other things yet, um, it's all good. So one of the possibilities of going forward without Rita is now not only does Dexter uh, not have a wife and partner and all that sort of stuff, but he is a serial killer and a forensics guy and a single dad. I thought that was an interesting idea as well. Um, kind of uh, along with Brooke's idea that, you know, this is an interesting shakeup for the series. Let's see where they go with this. Aster and Cody disappear from the series. It's not immediate, but it's pretty, pretty lamely done. Um, and it's not very long before all of Dexter's responsibilities, even to Harrison, are just not his responsibilities anymore. Hmm. Which is a Which huge, is not realistic. It, yeah, and it's a huge letdown. It's a huge mistake for the show to not have that. Like that was that that was one of the balls that he's had to keep in the air all this time with with his relationship with Rita, and by getting married, it it intensified it. By having a kid, it intensified it, and then they just sort of slough it off because the writer writers don't have anything. They don't have an adult character for him to interact with anymore in that dynamic. So. He's not going to like start having conversations with Aster that he would have had with Rita. It's more like no, they just they just go away. Hmm. But also terrible for the kids because both their parents die. Yeah, <laughs> like that's uh, and, and then they love Dexter, and so for them to not at least have he has to have at least like some maybe partial custody or he had. There had been an adoption process. I don't, you know. Like, I mean, they explain, kind of disappear. It. they explain it. Yeah, <laughs> they explain it. They explain what happens there. to the kids. It's not much, though. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, it's very lackluster and it's very like, um, it requires Dexter to basically give up on the kids, which okay. is stupid. Which also yeah. doesn't make sense to his character. Yeah. Like, ew. Just. It's all downhill from here. There are no more good days. Like by that point, the character's a muddled mess anyway, and stuff starts getting weird, and we won't go into it. Yeah. We'll let Zach find that out on his own. I think I know what you're referring to. It's all Liar. downhill from here. It's all downhill. Lila comes back from the dead. <laughs> that would be better than some things that are coming. Yeah. That would be that better would be than better. the entirety of season six. Yes, it really well, would. Yes, it would. Uh, this episode was directed by Steve Schill. Um, he directed three total episodes, two and six, and this is uh, the first one that he did in season four. Uh, the writers were Scott Reynolds, Melissa Rosenberg, and Wendy West. Uh, Scott Reynolds wrote, uh, or was a producer between 2011 and 2013, and wrote nine episodes overall. Uh, he is joined by Melissa Rosenberg, who was the head writer for the first four seasons. She wrote the uh, she wrote eleven season uh, or eleven episodes total. And did the season finales for one, two, and four during her tenure. And this is her last episode on the show. So, really, I mean, this is the end of the head writer um, here. It's the end of 
the Clyde Phillips era uh, as showrunner. I cannot remember for the life of me what the name of the fifth season showrunner is off the top of my head. But then six or eight is Scott Buck. Um, of course it is. <laughs> and then so good. Wendy West also uh, did writing on this episode and worked from seasons four through eight. This is her third writing credit of both season four and the series as a whole. Um, so yeah, this is uh, sort of the, I feel like this is sort of a bittersweet moment for Melissa Rosenberg and for a lot of the rest of the, the cast and crew. I don't think that they had four-year contracts. I think they had like the typical seven-year contracts that most TV uh Shows have Chip Johansson. Chip Johansson was was season season five showrunner. I've never heard his name before, so Um, the uh, but but I feel like a bunch of people sort of either left in protest or left like I don't know what we do without Rita. Eh, We'll let somebody else figure that out and just kind of stepped away from the show. But Julie Benz apparently was not happy with it. they sort of made the decision before they brought it to her, and they were like, yeah, we're going to kill you off at the end of the season. So. Um, but yeah, we're halfway through the series, guys. <laughs> <laughs> through all of the good of the series. We are. Yeah. Uh, what was the best line of the episode? When the FBI comes in and they're taking over the case and they say that they owe it to Frank Lundy and Deb says, fuck yes, Special Agent Lundy. That's my Mm -hmm. favorite line. Uh, I had a Deb line, different one, but it was the, if you hadn't been in my life, I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. I liked pretty much the entire final scene between Dexter and, uh, and Lithgow. But uh, I I loved the callback to that line by Deb, the "I'm the I'm what's wrong" line. But, so that's what I gave it to. Yeah, yeah. Deb was talking about the death vagina, and Dexter <laughs> was talking about himself. <laughs> um, how about the worst line of the episode? Mine's a duo. It's a uh, good old Laguerta Baptista with the. Uh, do we move in together? That's what married people do. Your house? Yeah, your house is fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's how decisions are made. <laughs> <laughs> and we got so much to look forward to with the two of them being married now. Ugh. Hooray! I had the line by Quinn. Uh, if you try any of that. Kung Fu shit again. <laughs> You'll be the one on your ass. I was like, die in a fire, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> die in a fire. Uh, I went with Dexter um, when the kids are loading up with the grandparents to go to Disney. So they'll be safe there with Mickey, Minnie, and the goofy grandparents. It was just such a stupid line in a perfect episode otherwise. That was my, yeah. was my best guess, yeah. Dead jokes. Uh, how about the performance of the episode? Can we go with anybody other than the dearly departed Julie Benz? Really, I kind of feel like we have to give it yeah, give it to her. Like half of, you 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 want to give it to Lithgow because he's he's just great, 
But it, my heart, I can't give it to anybody but Rita. Yeah, she played Same. dead so well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I think most of us, if not all of us, gave her very first performance of the episode on like the very, very first episode we watched, I do believe. Yeah. So no. it just comes comes around. Yeah, it's it's sad to see her go, but um, for Zach and for everyone out there listening, the show does not stop being entertaining. It just gets entertaining in a whole different way. <laughs> it's like the, the the show is being written by Miami Metro from here on out. So the roast the rest of yeah. the, the the show every episode's just going to be a roast that's it's all, all we despair. can do Dexter from the desk of Vincent Lasuka and Scott Buck and Scott Buck <laughs> alright well thanks everybody we're, we did it we're halfway done with Dexter um, thanks for listening to the podcast we'll see you on the next Deeply Disgusting Dexter <laughs>